0: What's up? This is Terrell Owens and you're listening to the R&B Podcast.
1: Shout my name out, cause you bad. Mommy, we can job. Tune in to the R&B show. Be sure to tune in. Tune in. Tune in to the R&B show. Be sure to tune in. All season long. Oh,
2: man. Okay, okay. I see this. Is this considered R&B? Yes. For R&B? Yes. I'm telling you. Okay. How we doing? I'm in the right spot. (laughs) You in the right spot. If you listening, you in the right spot. Welcome to the RB podcast, episode number eight. Always a shout out to Shot Infinite for the dope intro. MV, man. Check them out on SoundCloud, Kyle Instagram. I'm Nate Burleson.
1: I'm real Mike Rob.
2: Listen, up? we got a special guest, but I'm not going to get to that just yet. Hey TD, let me get one more beat. Let's see what TD working with? You know what I'm saying? See. He got to okay. regain my trust after yeah, this. Okay, here. Let's okay. Yeah. Let's
1: see TD beat the okay. TD.
2: Oh, I, I, ooh. I like this. A little
1: sofa, A
0: little sofa, John. OK, DJ get it right. There you yeah. go
2: now. <laughs> yeah. DJ, DJ rebound. <laughs> yeah. <right>. DJ repeat. <laughs> OK. Uh, I
1: like oh, this is This is that smooth. This is that grown folk music It's that right grown here. folk. Yeah. Uh, you got something for them, okay, Nate? I, I know you do. This them. This
0: right here sounds like something Snoop would go off on right ooh. here.
1: For real.
2: You ain't lying. I got something for him? I'm going to just wait. You know what I'm saying? Wait. Oh, i wait. You wait.
0: You I got them. bars. You got bars? I ain't got no bars. I got bars. I I got some uh, healthy uh, you know, nutritional bars. <laughs> but I
2: ain't got, <laughs> got, I ain't got eight or 16. I, mean, I, know, no, no. I may have one or two Hey. They're in my back <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Hey, listen. Listen. In the house today, we are joined by a very special guest. Living legend, baby. A, a living, living legend, legend for sure. Six-time Pro Bowler. Just to keep it real, one of the best to ever do it at the wide receiver position, the one, the only, Mr. Terrell Owens, man. How you doing?
0: I'm good, man. I appreciate that, man. You guys making me
2: feel really, really welcome. you
1: set the stage for what we do here, bro. I mean, come on,
2: man. man, We appreciate you joining us for real. We going to get into it, but just for the people listening, quick intro. You can say your own name because I'm going to go on the whole list of what (laughs) I like to say today. But what's up, T.O.? What's up, man? I mean, everybody knows
0: me. I'm Terrell Owens, not Terrell for the people that are out there listening (laughs) and that has been misinformed all these years by all these analysts out there. But it's Terrell. I know what my mama named me, people. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, man, I mean, you know, uh, I'm that guy, man. I came from humble beginnings uh, from Alexander City, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, You know. I had, uh, I think, an illustrious 15 uh, year career. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, hey, we'll get into it. You ain't got to do all that. Yeah. Right, no, got
0: to give us I mean, the Wikipedia you got, page. Hey, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> I, I mean, you said introduce myself. Nah, I mean, I, just, I can say so just yes. get your
2: popcorn oh, man, ready. Hey, ready. That's yes, that. it, listen. I mean, that's what I'm talking Okay. All okay. right. Before, before we like really that, get into that, <laughs> let me tell everybody about the RB show. I got to remind you it's the insight to the life of an NFL player around the league. Um, Ball players and celebrities. And it just it's so happened podcast. we got one who is two. He is a ball player, he is a celebrity. We talk pop culture, music. We got producer TD dropping new beats throughout the show. Um, it, it's a sports podcast meets like good times. You know, we keep it old. School. JJ
1: yeah. Evans up yeah, in the house, man. I know my
2: podcast
0: meets, okay, good times. Do it like this. Get your podcast ready. Hey, get, get your podcast ready,
2: Hold up, Tom, now. Oh, I got a hashtag. Get your, yeah. get your podcast ready. Get your podcast ready. Yeah, hashtag. you about to have me making some shirts around here. Absolutely. Let's get it. Hey, hey I'm on 10%. Hey, I got you. Hey, you a businessman. Hey, 15, we going to get yeah, into yeah. that, too. Hey, but listen, coming up on today's show, Um. listen, quite frankly, we got T.O., so there's not really much else to talk about. about. We're not going to dive into all the extra stuff that's going on in the season right now. We may sprinkle in some questions for T.O., but really, I just want to talk about you, your career. And, you know, I'm not not going to say, you know, that I'm a stan, but I'm a stan, bro. I'm a super fan of you, and I've been a super fan. And as we talk, you'll see a lot of things that I do in my career and have done in my career, even in my post-career. They was off your blueprint, straight up, but we'll get into that. Um, We're going to talk about dealing with the media. We're going to talk about the fan spotlight when it's hot, when it's cold. Um, We're going to talk about relationships with teams and quarterbacks. And we're going to ask you about the best receivers in the game and also the best receivers of all time. Um, So this is our, our usual PSA, Mike. You know, you got to give them the PSA, tell them where to find us.
1: Make sure you subscribe, iTunes, all that, Stitcher, all that. Please leave a review. Mm. We need a review. We need to get this video up and going. You can Mm. check us out on YouTube, NFL channel, all of that stuff. But we keep it 100. And T.O. in the building today, we're going to keep it super 100 today. (laughs) That's all I got. I'm telling you. (laughs) And, and, and T.O., I'm going to start it off a little bit, man. Wait, wait, wait! Hold wait. up, man. I'm, i want to get well, it. We got it. another beat, though. Man, look, I want to talk to Big. Home. Okay, all right. We'll uh-huh. get we'll get one, one more beat real quick. Come on, Nate. Let's get one more beat real quick. All right, all right.
2: No right. TD hype about his beats. Any, any trying to oh. trying to get us back on his good side.
1: Oh, this sound a little like? gutter right here. <sighs> uh-huh. it's, okay, it, it, but it's it, it's a little it's a little okay. corporate gutter. Uh-huh uh a little gutter. This sound, this sound like this could be on Empire uh, A little gutter. <laughs> OK, I think
2: I got oh. something, Mike. A little gutter. Oh. OK, hold up. Let me get my bag. Let me
1: hear something, Nate. Let
2: me hear something, you Nate. All right, he said it sound a little gutter. He said get your popcorn ready, that's a little butter. Uh. This is all wordplay, no stutter. Oh. We got To in the building. That's no mutter. Oh. Yeah, no sucker. You
1: see, I don't. A man I just, did
2: it. On the best in the business. <laughs> he walks up in the building. You don't gotta ask who wears this To. You know. Tell him, Nate. Straight nasty. Tell him, Sometimes he was grimy. Sometimes he was nasty. Oh. He run right past the DBs trying to guard him. Oh. oh. Come on, Nate. Oh,
1: come least. on Nate, okay. come on Nate. Okay. 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 My zone a come on, bit. Nate. Man, listen, we got I thought you
2: was in the booth for a second, man. I was, second, about, to, was man. about to lose Chica. myself. I had to stop myself from cussing. We got kids, listen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah keep man. It PG. <laughs> keep it PG. <laughs> keep it PG. Yeah. All right, listen, man. We're going to jump into this first topic. Um, you know, I, there's no other player that I can remember in my generation that dealt with a spotlight hotter than yours. There's guys that deal with the spotlight From an athletic standpoint. And then there's guys that transcend the field, and they get everything. They get the celebrity tag. They get the athletic tag. And I remember just watching it from a distance. You say, get your popcorn ready, and you said that on the field. But to me, I took that as we watching a movie. Like you was a movie, dog. Every day was something. So just out the gate, what was it like? dealing with that pot with that with that type of pressure and that spotlight while you were still trying to be the best receiver in the world
0: well, me for me, man, I just said I, I took it upon myself. When Jerry, you know, started, he was at the end of his career, and I knew I had to kind of step into his shoes. Um, I knew that there was a void that was needed. You know, for me, I challenged myself to be that go-to guy. I challenged myself to be that playmaker. I knew the responsibility just watching from afar, you know, kind of sort of with, with Jerry with the responsibilities that he held. Uh, there's a lot that 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 comes with – being that number one receiver for your team. And I saw that, and I kind of enjoyed being a number two and a number three option with Jerry. So I knew as his years started to to, to wind down and he went on over to Oakland, you know, I knew that I had to be that guy. I tried to emulate some of the things that he did, but I knew I couldn't be Jerry. Mm, There's nobody like Jerry. There would—I don't think there ever will be anybody yeah, right. like Jerry. But I tried to bring what I brought to the table with some of my prototypical attributes. That was like my speed, my size. Um, you know, I—I I, I adopted that—that that yak, what they call yards after the catch. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, Jerry, he—he he was the blueprint for what I did, and now I just tried to really try to add a little twist to it. You know what I mean? I had to sprinkle a little bit of what I what I had within me with some of the things that he brought to the table. And so for me, you know, I, I, I considered myself just something uh, a specimen uh, of a receiver. Cause I had a lot of things that a lot of things that receivers have now um, in size um, speed, but there were just something, I think a lot of people saw in me was that potential to be something special. And so for me, Dude, every time I got on the field, and he, especially it started in the off season. Yeah, I envisioned things that I wanted to do on the football field while Jerry was there, and I knew when he left, I knew I had to be that guy. I wanted to win a championship. I wanted to win a Super Bowl championship for the city of San Francisco. Mm. That didn't ultimately happen, but I did whatever I could within my power to prepare myself for every upcoming season. It all started in the off season. And I tell kids now, when I go speak to kids now, you know, you know, you got to have your grades. You got to have a great education. And, and what the blueprint for me and where I got to where I am, I tell kids, you can only have three. You can, it, This is the only time it's acceptable to, ha, acceptable to have three D's. That's desire, dedication, and discipline.
2: Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Everybody has that one thing. That's desire. Mm. Everybody has a desire to do any and anything. Right. But to get to that next level, you got to have that dedication and you got to have that discipline. Mm. And so that's what prepared me to be who I am now. Um, I'll always say that Jerry's going to be he will be the greatest of all time. In my mind, I'm right behind him. You know, I don't care who put – who whatever, what mm-hmm. receivers in what order. Yeah. For me, in my mind, he can be one, I can be two. Mm. If you want to narrow that gap, he can be one, I can be 1A. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
1: I, I hear that. I hear that. Now, now T.O., big dog, talk about – you know, I, I spent time with you out in Seattle uh, in 2012, and you talk, You you, you spent a lot of time talking about Jerry and mm-hmm. the impact he had on your game. Right. Did you feel a responsibility? I mean, as soon as you come on the show, this is a, you know, Nate was a young wide receiver in this league. Did you feel a responsibility to be able to you know show young guys the way, you know, and, and being being successful on the field? How to be a pro? That you know, that's being lost in in, in today's NFL. The big homie, the the, right. the older guy on the squad that just shows us how to be a pro.
0: Well, I think you if feel you a look responsibility at, right, to but if you see if you if you look at the league now, there's not a lot of veterans. Um, mm-hmm. that are now still playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they've weeded them out. It seems like once you hit your 30s, they're pretty much showing you the door. Right. So there's not a lot of veteran leadership, if you look at the league, in the locker room. Yeah. It's like a lot of young guys trying to be mentors for the young guys. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, what I tried to do is like I led by example. I tried to do what I could. Um, I wasn't a rah-rah guy. I let my play do the speaking for me. You know, there were times where I picked my spots and I spoke up and I said what I had to say. I remember one time, you know, vividly, um, there was a playoff game against the Giants and we were we were down like 24, 25 points, you know, uh, at halftime. And I think a lot of a lot of my teammates at that time, probably that was probably like the first time that they saw me really stand up you know, for my team and show some leadership verbally. Mm. Um, because any time after that, you know, before that, prior to that, it was just really just me going out, proving it with my with my play. Because there was a lot of criticism as to uh, how I played with passion, how that was misconstrued, you know, with my passion. Um, for me, when I got into the end zone and what I did to get into the end zone, that was me leading by, by, by example.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so – I, I, There's I so many questions I, I want to ask, bro, Like, for real. CD, um, I'm going to get to that one. Uh, but I, I want to kind of rewind a little bit and talk about that spotlight. And and I'll, I'll preface it by saying this. You know, I I played, you know, 11 years, right? And I got some touchdowns. There was times where I felt like nobody could stop me. And right. That was my, my, like, T.O., Chad Johnson, just, like, you cocky swag, zone. right? You're I'm that in zone. that zone, right? But in my head, Randy Moss, I got to credit Randy, too. Yeah. Um, but I, I know in my head I'm not these guys. But, you know, you got to trick yourself into believing um, you're the best in the business. And that spotlight I got as mostly a number two for, through my career, it was addicting. Like I, I was literally addicted to like the attention, a drug, huh? the praise. <laughs> and part of that was – the motivation, too. Like, I worked hard because I wanted that shine. Like, I wanted to see 65,000 people stand on their feet. I wanted somebody to come up to me when I was uh, going to the grocery store. Like, I, I wanted to walk in a club and they say, oh, oh, yeah, we got you. Come on in. You ain't got to pay for nothing. <laughs> like, I'll be at a restaurant and somebody say, hey, don't worry about it. The, the kitchen took care of the tab. I love that stuff, right, right? right? So, for you, you're on a whole different level. So, one, I want to talk about the perks, and then I also want to talk about um, and we're talking like just off the field spotlight like was it was it addicting like was some of I'll call it antics is what people call it but I did the same things you did I celebrated I showed out but were were some of the antics to continue to grab at that attention and that spotlight so it it just became brighter and brighter
0: no for me it's uh it's just like a, a scripture man it's to much is given much is required and so for me I I adopted that in in terms of what i what I possessed as a receiver what I brought to the team uh, that swagger that I had it was that confidence that passion and a lot of a lot of that throughout my career uh, was misconstrued as me being cocky me be being arrogant uh, I'm a very I feel like I'm a very intelligent guy and I know the difference between arrogance and cockiness right. and and confidence right and so for me I just carried that swag about myself and for me I just knew that I had come from a place where nobody ever thought that I would i would be coming from mm. um i never saw myself playing beyond the collegiate level uh, i don't think a lot of people knew that when i came out of high school i was getting recruited the only reason i got recruited is because there was another receiver on our team that they were heavily and highly recruited <laughs> and they saw film on him and they saw me make a few plays here and there and they just offered me a package i mean it was a package deal so i went to the university of tennessee of chattanooga <laughs> and literally like i said That's i true. had no idea i had no idea where i was going i was i was i was a. I was a, I was a, I was a in love with basketball. So I had some offers to play at some division 2 schools of basketball, but I had already signed my football scholarship to Chattanooga, so I went. And again, the only way the only reason I I went because my mom wasn't in a position to pay for school. So that was a way of me getting my education and at the time at the same time I took advantage of the uh, the scholarship that the UTC UTC uh
2: gave me and I made the I made the most of it. But Tio, you you trying to tell me that there wasn't anything about that spotlight that was that was like insatiable, like because once you get it, like you want to hold on to it. It's
0: right, but I saw that with Jerry. You know I, I, I mean, being in a locker room with a bunch of stars, not just Jerry. That's true, though. Yeah, Steve Young. Jerry was one of the most stars.
2: You know yeah.
0: what I mean? Tim McDonald, <clears throat> Merton Hanks, mm. Lee Woodall, yeah. Dana Stubberfield. You know, as a rookie, dude, I'm coming in like 24, 25 years old. I'm, dude, I was, I'm yeah. my eyes are wide <laughs> that was open a different era of football too. Dude, my some my, grown my, men. my mind, my eyes are wide open. I'm looking at how. Jerry, like you said, Jerry can go anywhere. Don't have to get – don't have to pay for nothing. Mm. You know, I mm. watched how the fans, the women, everybody just flocked to him mm. based on what he did as a football player on yeah. the football field. Those are the perks that of, of being great, mm. of becoming great in the process. And mm. so I watched that, and as I evolved as a receiver, I became pretty much like the the, the son of Jerry. You know what I mean? So – I kind of just watched from afar and I watched how he handled things. Hmm. And there were some things that throughout my career I probably could have handled better. But at the same time. It's everybody though. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. knew it came with the territory. Yeah. I knew how to, uh, you know, uh, assess things with, with discretion. Yeah. Um, and again – when I when I when I came up with my touchdown dances, number the first one was the Bankhead Bounce. I had I You're had Steve, I had Steve Young doing the ba- bank bankhead
2: bounce. So I back.
0: knew exactly so I knew things were, were changing. Yeah. So again, everything was motiv- motivated motivation for me because I wanted to do whatever I could. I mean, there was there was other incentives for that. That was like to help my family. Uh, You know what I mean? And it was branding too. It was
2: branding. In the process. In
0: the process, that's what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing until Mm. later on in my career. Mm. Then that's when it became just a form of entertainment. Then Mm. I saw myself not only just a football player, but I was entertaining. Mm. I was entertaining the crowds at my home mm. stadium, and went out on the, on the road. Mm. They couldn't do nothing but respect what I did on the football field because I did it – like I said, I did it the way I thought was the, the right way to do it in terms of not tarnishing the integrity of the league. I didn't – my touchdown celebrations weren't obscene or anything right. like that. I had – I was being creative. I had fun with, with with scoring touchdowns. And that was my motivational factor too is that I
2: every week I tried to one-up myself. It's Okay, so <laughs> now I, I, I've done it all. Like I've sat in a hotel and practiced my celebrations. Whether I'm on the road, oh, right? really? I'm in the Eagles. See, y'all I'm to, wild like, house. I play I'm, full. No, nah, right, I'm man. saying like I I I'm about to. Practice? I'm about to do the eagle wings. <laughs> <Right. and> I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna shoot the eagle. Like I, I was in To <laughs> straight up and down. It was because of you. I saw you and I was like, man, that's so creative. And then I saw your brand just becoming bigger and bigger. And I'm like, okay, as an athlete, I can one get in the end zone, which is already hard enough to do, and then two. Me having a celebration plan is basically telling everybody I knew I was going to score on y'all, which is like the ultimate sign of confidence, which people right. don't understand. Right, and then and then you go out there and do it. I'm, so my I'm question okay was, with two widows, y'all
1: hear y'all hear this? No, I'm just saying. But how did you come
2: up one <laughs> one? How did you come up with your celebrations? And, they were impromptu. Uh, and two, what was your favorite? That it was impromptu, just like
0: every mm. which the one that I got ridiculed so badly for by analysts across the country was the Sharpie. Like I did that it was impromptu.
2: Which most one of the most legendary but that in Joe Horn's sharpie, cell phone. But then you had
0: that, a Sharpie in your in but I did I didn't have it in my sock the entire time. I had I asked the trainer for the Sharpie the right before that series that we were going out.
2: Right before that series, right so you knew he was about to get in the end zone. Exactly, I knew yeah. it was
0: about to go down.
2: Oh, <laughs> man, that's dope, bro. And the thing
0: is, it's like people take that as arrogance, bro. That's that's just that that's confidence. Me, that's confidence in what I in, in what I was doing. And my my friend that I scored on, Sean Springs, yeah. he hadn't he didn't have a problem with it. At least right. that's what he told me. Right. But we had a mutual friend and Greg Eastman that lived. Uh, in Arizona, but the game was being played in Seattle. So they came to the game, and I saw Greg in the hotel. He's like, yo, I need an autograph, football or whatever after the game. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. So he's like, I'm going to be sitting in the, in, in the, this this end zone or <laughs> what have dope. you. And he's like, if you score, just give it to me. So it just so happened it clicked in my brain. I'm like, okay, we're well, next series up. I saw my trainer coming by. I was like, yo, Doc, I said, let me, a, I said oh, let me get a Sharpie. Man. So he thought I needed a Sharpie just to black something out <laughs> right, or whatever. Yeah. And he was or write something down. And he was waiting to get it back. And I'm like, no, I'm good. He had no idea. so he kept going. Yeah. So he didn't know. I stuck it in my sock. Went out for the next series or whatever. And gave he called a call
1: to come. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I scored. And dude, it was just, just a natural instinct. I got the
2: got the pen. That's awesome. Signed it and I saw my That's dude dope, and I man. gave him I gave him the rock. And, and see and see people don't know the backstory, and they don't know the actual, you know, events that happened that led up to you Prior signing to that. that. Yeah. But all they saw was you pulling it out, and then you got the backlash, and it was a it, it, backlash. But, but right.
1: It, but it was awesome TV. I
2: ain't going to lie. We're entertainers, bro. <laughs> right. I and, am must-see TV. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, awesome television. My, qu-
1: <laughs> my question to you, Big Dog, is you've been in a lot of locker rooms. You've seen the locker room change. You talked about first walking into the San Francisco locker room, okay. how that was, all, the, all of those stars. But then you talk about your celebrations. For one – how has the locker room changed going back from the 90s and going into now? You see what I'm saying? How has the locker room dynamic changed? We talked about off air a little bit. How, they, you know, there aren't a lot of older guys, right. you know what I mean, to kind of control and police the locker room. And, two, through your celebrations, we got 53 individuals in there. You did, you did you rub some people the wrong way, some of your teammates the wrong way? I'm sure all of them weren't as hype about it as Nate Nye. Right. I mean, you know I'm, I mean?
0: I'm pretty sure I probably rubbed some teammates the wrong way. But I think – as a team, as as a family, as a brotherhood, if you really were striving for the same goals as I was and if my motivation to get in that end zone was me scoring touchdowns, how can you not how can you not like what I'm it's doing? Points on the board. <laughs> yeah. exactly. how can you not like what I'm doing? And I think I've said it and there's a number of other people that have said it that that has gotten into the end end zone Early and often. If you don't like it, you gotta stop it. I think Cam Newton just said that. If you don't like what I'm doing, don't let me get into the end zone. Mm. And I never really thought of it that way. I was, I, I dude, I was going out there doing my job, bro. Mm. Mm, that yeah. was me. Mm. Yeah, That's I was facts. doing my job and I was doing it the best that I could. When I got on the football field, bro, it was easy. The hard part was practice, <laughs> dude. My coaches had to hold me back, like if I was injured or something was nagging me or whatever. I still wanted to press the envelope, dog, because I felt like if I wasn't practicing, I wasn't getting myself better. I didn't want to miss out on anything. I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity to perfect my craft because I had watched it for three to five years with Jerry Rice. I had watched film on him, you know, prior to me getting to the Forty ers I had no, I had no, no idea about Jerry until like my junior year in college. You, I, so you just said I,
2: something. You said, uh. It it was easy. I went out there and it was, was it easy. Profound, what I said was it profound? It was profound to me as a, <laughs> as a as an athlete because a lot. I just said there was times where I felt unstoppable. You said you said it was easy. So one, I want to ask you, was it was it moments in your career where you felt unstoppable, or was it your whole career? And two, um, who was the toughest DB you had to go against? Because okay. in your head, I know what you're thinking. Okay, you felt like nobody could stop you, right? Right. But I mean, I get I, I I give guys respect for competition yeah you know what I mean the
0: respect to to go up every week when there is a, a, a key matchup game and we're playing guys and I know they had a good DB those are the respectable matchups you know what I mean for me um when I went into the when I got into games early in my career I wasn't unstoppable I was still learning the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was written when I came out of Chattanooga I was I was drafted on potential
2: mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't your number one or number two right you know draft choice right I received 1996 was the year of the receiver class. Yeah, there were like eleven to twelve guys that went before me. You can go check the stats after this and see where those guys are ranked with where I was. Yeah, as far as where I was drafted. But as I evolved, like after my, after my third or fourth season, I started to feel like I belonged. I had to really perfect being a receiver mm-hmm. because coming out of Chattanooga, I wasn't. I wasn't faced with. That competition, like Division One right. schools, were faced with. Right. So when I got to when I got to training camp, it was an adjustment, dude. I was, excuse me. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, That's man, all. Good. It's cool. It's Army podcast, good. bro. N-R-B, hey, bro. me, man. we done slipped up before 10. Right. I'm like, dude. Uh, I was getting hemmed up at the line. Mm. Yeah. I was big. I was, you know, I was strong. Those are some of the attributes that I was drafted for. Mm. But I had to put all these pieces together. I was raw. I couldn't get off the jam. I, I had to quicken my feet up. I didn't know how to really use my hands. Mm. All I knew how to use was my size. Mm. So I used that to get off the line. But I DBs that are veterans that have been in the league, like at this time, five, six, seven, eight years in the league, they start seeing that they couldn't heal me up because I was using my strength to get off the line. But I couldn't be one-dimensional. Right. In order to expand my game, there had to be a lot of film study Mm. and there was a lot of pride in that too because Mm. we had to go in there and watch the film on what we did like an hour ago right right and to get hemmed up in front of my peers Mm. and watch jerry do it effortless Mm. jj stokes do it effortless Mm. nate singleton Mm. effortless and these other receivers i'm like i gotta get better somehow yeah so there were times after that, once I start putting things together, I start really kind of working on my craft, staying after practice, mm. using my hands, start doing things with my feet, drills to kind of, you know, because I wanted to do like those shifty guys, yeah, those yeah, fast, yeah. quick guys.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's that Those things that I watch, because I, I try to pick something from this receiver, something from that receiver, right, right, that right, right, receiver, right. and try to incorporate it into my game. It's almost like you're, you're I'm trying to create a player. Right, right, facts, yeah. And I created T.O., Mm. And so for me, there there were times, dude, where yeah, I felt unstoppable. Mm. There were key matchups. There were guys like th- I worked so hard in practice that I knew that in the game, yeah, there were going to be some difficult times. There's going to be some times for me to man up, for me to be the guy for my team. There's going to be go to plays. Yeah. There are times where I had to, you know, be a decoy. Yeah. But I, I as my as my years progress, I I learned how to be not just one dimensional. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I faced Champ Bailey early Champ, in my career. Champ was a monster. Career, Charles Woods, but I Never those guys nice. were the top guys at that time. The, yeah. the most difficult guy that I had a hard t- that I had a time with was Aeneas Williams. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Like a lot of Love people don't know that. Yeah.
0: Dude, he's 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 crafty. Smart. You can tell he studies film. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. to perfect your craft, there's has to be a little film study with everything. Yeah. But then, but. When I when I got on the field, I I had to make it look easy. Yeah, but that was that became because of the preparation that I had in
2: practice. Yeah. So you said when you play when you were younger, you picked a few players um, and you could piece together and create a TO. Name a few guys in the league right now that you would do that with. Oh, right now. You look at Antonio
0: Brown. Oh, he's real shifty, qu- mm. quick separation. Um, I mean, you look at Calvin Johnson. He possesses some of the things that I do in terms of the measurables: his size, uh, speed, speed, ability to jump, hands. Right. Yeah. A, yeah. I wasn't All one of right. those guys that were just able to have a lot of body control, jump up, and just do crazy stuff like your, uh, like your Roy Williams, right. you know, back in the day right. Uh, right. for Detroit. Like this guy right. making one-hand catches, like your Odell, Beckhams, Odell Beckham, Landry. Uh, these are guys now that I see. Like, yeah, I mean. They they have some some uncanny ability to track this ball down, catch it with one hand, and again, like now, it's 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 a good thing, but it's a bad thing too because now kids are going out trying to make one hand catches. Right. When they you know, and you get into games, it's they start to practice one hand catches a lot so more much. Of those than you <laughs> then now you're you're trying to make a one hand catch when you should put you drop it when you could put two hands on it. Mm. But everybody don't possess. Do they don't possess that ability? Right. Like your Odell Beckham. That's Back. that's that's a gift. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And now he's. I think now he's starting to to realize that that one that one catch has put him on the map, right. so to speak. Now he has to, he has to transcend transition that and put it into one bag to be a complete receiver,
2: mm.
1: just
0: like he did last night. Right. He was. And and be a a, a game breaker, a game changer.
1: Yeah. t o how important? I'm gonna kind of flip the script a little bit. How important is a QB and wide receiver's relationship?
0: Oh, I mean, it is and it isn't, because there are situations where I didn't particularly have the best relationships at times with my quarterback, but I didn't elect, I didn't let that affect how I went out and prepared and how I played on the football field. There were times like, yeah, Donovan and I didn't really get along. There were times where Jeff and I didn't get along, or the head coach and I didn't get along, but I didn't let that affect me. And for me, that that shows you how professional I was. That's a cons- consummate professional that I blocked all those distractions out and still went out on the football field and performed because I knew that whatever the situation was, if I went out there and didn't perform and play up to the capabilities, then it was going to be on my shoulder. Mm. You know what I mean? All the negativity was going to be on my shoulders. Mm. So I didn't give the media anything to run with. All they can do is it didn't matter. <laughs>
1: But how weird so, is that? Like, because like, I played quarterback before, right? And how what? weird is yeah, – yeah, I played it. You weird, look at him. Aspen finalist, baby. Ain't uh, hey, 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 no time for your individual oh, okay. accolades. Hold, up, hold up. Wait, wait, up, wait, wait. No, on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No. You're he way too buff. Too <laughs> no, you but look, check though.
2: this out. No, hold on, wait, wait.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Nate, let me get this in. Right, Dog, I know ahead. that's – Quarterback? I know that's your people. All right, all right, go ahead. But there's – you know, there's those conversations sometimes you got to have where it's like, if you don't like me – Right. That conversation, you have to be – that's a lot of self-control on your part to bro. be able to still go out there and communicate, do your side adjust, still do all all the things that's that's required of that chemistry people always talk right. about. I mean, how just how were you able to do that, bro? Like, I just
0: – because I knew for me, bro, if I was playing a sport and I was competing at a high level with some of the greatest people that have ever played the game. And I'm playing a sport that I really didn't have a passion for, any aspiration to play. But I was playing it just as good as they were, if not better. So for me, when I what I was doing and what people were seeing on that field every Sunday, Monday, it was a treat. So for me, I knew that in the back of my mind, like if I go out there and screw up and not play up to my capability it just really validates what any analyst may say mm. on Monday morning mm. about what they thought they heard mm. or what they knew about me mm. as a person i didn't let that distract what or deter what i had to do on the football field cuz my job in between those lines is to catch the ball get to the end zone help my team win that was my motivation that's how that was my preparation every off season so when i i know what i did in the off season I know what I did in the offseason. You could see it with my with with my body. Yeah. And you saw it with what I did when I caught that ball and I got to the end
2: zone. Before we get to this beat, real quick, because you said my body and everybody knows you as a prolific athlete and still in shape, two questions. One, can you still play, and do you want to play? Yes and
0: yes, given the fact it's under the right circumstances. You look at the rash of receiver injuries throughout the course. It's a lot of, of them. Of this of this season again, have I been actively you know pursuing you know this year to play? No, but people have come to me. I mean, I've had the guy from Boston Globe reach out to part of some of my management you know and ask me like, what you know, are you seeing what's going on? You know, do you think you could be able you would be be able to come in here and and, and play or whatever? What what's your what's your thoughts on that? Looking at that situation, understanding that organization, understanding the coach—I mean, I know guys that have played for them. I know what they possibly could be thinking in terms of why they won't bring me in. But I'm not that same guy that I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You talk—we're talking about New England Patriots, right? The New England Patriots. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm a more mature person. I understand, mm-hmm. you know, my pitfalls, where I went wrong, what I could have done right, what I, 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 I could have gone, should have went left, right,
2: but I went right. And they're notorious for signing older players and being very productive with older players. Right. I.E., so, mean, I mean, I mean. Randy Moss went there when everybody thought his career was over and
1: went off. Went ham, bro. You know what right. I'm saying?
2: We're going to get back into uh, relationships with players and coaches. Hey, TD, let me get one more beat real quick. This is good stuff, man. We could do this all day long. You go to my oh, production meeting, man.
1: Go to the production
2: meeting. Let me see, Mike. We got something? Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, pop song It's got some right bounce here. to it. Uh, uh, it's a pop yeah. song right here. Uh, uh. Uh. Yeah, okay. This, yeah, this, this that, this, that missus. T.O. on the drums, you hear uh, me? Yeah. yeah. Hey. Hey, listen.
2: We got T.O. He's Ooh. the best to ever do it. With that movement on the field like fluid water. Uh, in the slot, get busy. D.B.'s turn around, got them boys kind of dizzy. Hold oh. up. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay.
1: Be- oh, he came with a okay. new beat. Okay. I wish I could rap.
2: I know. I, yeah. I, I ain't got it in me, you
1: <laughs> That ain't what I do. Bro. I ain't got it
2: in me. I didn't even know that beat was going to drop like that. I thought that was a whole different
1: beat. Yeah, man. It's a Vegas beat right here, man. Yeah, you're going to have us turnt up up in here. All right, so
2: let's jump right back into the conversation. Uh, we got Terrell Lowens in the building. Uh, not Terrell, Terrell, for everybody uh-huh. out there. Get it right. Uh, yeah. Get it right. You know, and and much appreciated, man. This, is, uh, this has been a, a, an honor. Uh, before I get into that, uh, question, because I want to dive back into wide receiver QB relationships. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of things I've done over my career. I, I celebrated in an end zone because I saw you do it. Um, I, I started branding myself because I saw you do it. My shirt right here is Lion blood. I'm a Leo. This is my brand. Okay. And straight up, all joke. No jokes aside. Um, I I created my brand in the thought that if T.O., because when you were in Dallas, you had those shirts. I think you might have partnered with Reebok, maybe. No, not Reebok. You could have your own shirt. Yeah, I had my own shirt Yeah, it was your own brand, my bad. Uh, and yeah. it was the I love me some Yeah, million. exactly. I, 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 oh. I. I, I. Yep. Oh. It was I catch. I catch. <laughs> I, pick, I, I I block. I, everything. And you guys, was a hard knocks that year. Yep. And I remember that you bringing dope. these boxes out. And yep. I'm like, this guy is about to get ready for training camp. He's about to get ready for a season. He, he has, has his own T-shirt line. Shirt. And I thought that was the dopest thing ever. And me, as a young player, now a few years down the line, I was in Detroit, and I said, Man, if T.O. could do it, I could do it. I created my own brand, and now I'm in, you know, like 30 stores in the Midwest, so thank you. Oh, appreciate I got to pay it, homage to what you've done. Uh, I know just like me, there was a lot of young guys watching you and just following them footsteps. Too big for my feet, uh, but I, I tried to stay as close to what you did as I could. So um, thank you uh, once again. All right, let's talk about QB relationships. I've had some good ones. My favorite quarterback of all time that I played was Dante Culpepper. Uh, okay. And the reason that is because when I got there, I was a wide-eyed rookie, lining up next to Randy Moss, starstruck every single day, just trying to make plays. And from the jump, before I put up the thousand yards there, he was opening his house up. A hey, hey rook come to the house, bring your lady. We having a cookout, just chill, enjoy yourself. He made me feel like I was in this family before right. I even showed him what I could do. Right, right. So going on the field. And trying to show him what I can do was like me saying thank you. Like, hey, I'm your brother. You can count on me. If we in the alley, yeah, back-to-back it. We going to throw these things. So my question to you is because you mentioned earlier you had some good relationships, some strained relationships. Who was your favorite quarterback or who was the one you had the best relationship with and what was the most strained and why for both? Well, I think,
0: you know, for me, I I played with a number of great quarterbacks starting with, you know, uh, my first stop in San Francisco and that's Steve Young. Um, and his his career was was cut short um, uh, by the guy that I said that was uh, one of my my nemesis as a DB, and that was Aeneas William. I was in the slot. He came off uh, like a blitz and hit Steve and, you know, concussion, and he never rebounded rebounded from that. And so uh, definitely he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I never really got to really maximize my potential with Steve. Mm. I think right as it was starting, his got ended. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of people ask me, why don't I say that he's my favorite quarterback? Because I only played like a few years with him. Mm. You know, Um, I got my feet wet with him. Yeah. But after that, Jeff Garcia came in and he's a different style of quarterback. He wasn't your pocket passer, uh, strong arm quarterback. So we had to uh, tailor our offense based on his skill, his strengths, and so that was rolling out of the pocket, understanding the West Coast offense. Uh, we have things sort, you know, called the scramble drill. Yeah. And wherever you are in on the football field in relationship to the quarterback, you had a design route. Right. So for me, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna trademark this after after I say this. Um, but what I did with Jeff Garcia when that scramble drill happened, I called it M-Y-A. You have to make yourself available. Mm, mm, mm. And so that's what I did with quarterbacks like that that were really shifty, quick, made plays with their arm and with their feet. So if you look at a lot of my highlights, sometimes if you know there were plays that broke down. I just had to get in relationship with the quarterback, get the ball, I made myself available, and then I did something with it after that. So Jeff, I could say he, he was instrumental in a lot of my success, but... We complimented each other, and that's what I liked about. It. I didn't think that I was better than him, or I didn't think that he thought he was better than me. So when I went over to Philly, it started out good. Yeah, it was a great marriage in the beginning, but then there was something that happened with Donovan and I, that I, I, I our, our relationship, and so for me it got strained somewhere along the way. But I think it was, it, it wasn't really so much due to what I was doing, but I think it was how the city embraced me. How I was Because I think he still held on to some resentment of how they booed him when he got drafted. I remember that. They I wanted that. Ricky Williams, but ultimately they got him. So when I got there, dude, the city was no, brotherly on brotherly love showed
2: you love. Dude,
0: it was on fire, bro. It was like, I don't know how many in that stadium, 70, eighty thousand 80,000 people when I scored – from the first play of scrimmage for my for preseason, mm. we played the Ravens. The first play out the gate,
1: mm. Six.
0: 81 yards, mm. eighty-one for eighty-one. It's mm. like,
1: dude, it was, <laughs> it, it was, was, it was like, like it was it, it was, was a perfect marriage, perfect.
0: right? So when I start scoring left and right, bro, and the the stadium is like the fans like to yo yo yo, dude. I, I I I can see where it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. I, but, y'all it, beat us in NFC was, Championship game of that year. I remember, oh, right? It's good for the both of us but like i said i i didn't think any i didn't think anything of it dude i was going out there doing what they brought me in there to do yeah that was to make plays make plays so how he saw me and how the fans saw me that was something personal i think it was something that like not only my teammates saw it but parts of the management they saw it as well they brought it to my attention that I they, I think he felt a little little envy, a little jealousy there. But for me, dude, I was just coming there to doing my job. You're just doing your job. Doing my thing. Yeah. And so again, that the relation got strained a little bit. Um, for what I did, I, I I got injured late in the season. Um, it was a Super Bowl. I mean, they had been to the NFC Championship four times prior to me yeah. getting
1: there.
2: Yeah.
1: I Andy Reid,
0: I, I had a relationship with Andy Reid. He told me he c- coming here. He's like, you're the piece that we need to get yeah. over the hump. We need a playmaker on the outside playmaker. that could stretch the that could stretch the field blow the top off, and I did a little bit of i did any I did everything I went across the middle, yeah, went deep, short, it didn't matter, so when I went in there, I brought that swagger to the team, yeah, stemming from what I had done eight years in San Francisco. Brian Dawkins said it himself when I didn't play in those two to three uh the, the rest of the season and then those two playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. I heard him say, he's like, what I had brought to them that season, it carried over when I didn't play in the playoff games. Yeah, I provided swagger oh. that probably guys didn't realize that they had, but yeah. I exuded that confidence, and that's what I did. I mean, I knew what I possessed, and I knew what I was coming in there to do. Yeah. That was to help to get get the team to the Super Bowl. I didn't play in those, those playoff games, but ultimately what I did is I provided that spark. I provided something in them that they didn't have. And so, for me, again, I played with a, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can say – I mean, I've said a couple of times, like he was one of my favorite guys to mm. play with.
1: Mm. Looks like a fun dude. Man. That's what's up. Like he's, he looks fun. And the thing is – I look
2: at the way Brandon Marshall's relationship
1: yeah, is man. with him, and he loves And the
0: thing him. is, people don't – they probably don't know. He went to Harvard. Yeah, yeah. He's a very cerebral quarterback. Mm. And, I, and the reason I say this is because I can go back to that season in Buffalo. They had Trent Edwards. They wanted Trent Edwards to be the guy, but he just didn't possess whatever they saw in him, right. and he never turned out to be what he turned wanted, wanted them wanted him to be. So when there was a couple of injuries that happened, Ryan Fitzpatrick stepped in. Prior to that, dude, my my stats were very dismal, mm. like they weren't. Up to par, yeah. but once Ryan Fitzpatrick got in there, I got a veteran quarterback that I felt like I could re- relate with, and he understood what I was there to do and provided for that team. Yeah. Once he got there, dude, my stats went through the roof. Mm. I remember the Jacksonville game. We're on the two yard line. Anybody knows first and ten or whatever on the two. Right. We're trying to run the qu- yeah. <laughs> get it, give it to your guy. <laughs> right. Let's get some room so we can yeah. you know open right. the offense a little, up a little bit. So I line up to the to the right. It's going to be a running play. He look at you. But I see the – no, no, yeah. Before that, I see the safety sneaking down because he's, he's trying to stop the, the run. Nobody, Nobody over the top. Over top. I'm one-on-one with the corner. He made a check. He looked at me. I understood. What I, in my mind, I'm a veteran. I've yeah. been here for yeah, – I've you know been at this point. You understand. I'm like, okay, this is what it's like to be on one accord with mm. your quarterback. Mm. I got the the corner on me. I'm seeing the, the safety sneak down, cheat down. He made a check at the line – didn't create any fuss, any 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 inkling or clue that what we were doing. He made a check that the guys up front knew what to do. Threw me on the street. Mm. Ninety-eight yards later, it's six. That game, I think, I think I may have had like either two hundred yards or close to two hundred yards. Mm. That was because we understood each other. There was a rapport that was being developed by just the veteran leadership of him, the cerebral mind of both of us understanding what we both possess and what I was there to do. And, like, we 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 fed
2: off each other. Prime right. example, Brandon Marshall this past weekend. Wide open at the line scrimmage. Pat Fitzpatrick didn't make a fuss. Right, exactly. He just threw it right out, right out there. Right. Uh, Touchdown. A
1: few weeks ago, Colin Kaepernick had the same thing happen. He snapped the ball and handed the ball off. Didn't hit, hit the guy. Why are you taking shots at Colin Kaepernick oh, well, I'm joking. Right I'm giving him a hard a, time. Yeah, but I'll the difference in
0: a guy that – that's prepared and not prepared. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you go up there, dude, you gotta assess the field. That's true. You know what I mean? No, I, Play feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: feel, you. I feel right. you football. Yeah. you right. You
0: can't be so locked in to where you can't really see see everything going on.
2: TD, you gotta beat. We're gonna lock this up at the end, man. T.O., we could do this all day, bro. Yeah. Hey, tell them, tell them in the production meeting, we're gonna be a little, bit late. Be a little got bit late. A couple just more just questions. mark you, you gotta yeah. go down there and make it happen, yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is some like Rockefeller? Yeah, huh? a
1: little Rockefeller. It's the Rock. Uh, yeah. Uh. What you, what, what, what you want me we rap about? Oh, I don't know. You, <laughs> I don't rap. No. But you gotta give me the subject, <laughs> you man. You man, my hype right. man. I'm the hype man. Rap about uh, rap rap about Cam Newton, man. Oh, hot right now. Damn. Oh, yeah. Rap get. about Cam.
2: Ain't nobody in the league playing like the man. He out there like you can't see me. Oh. I score. I'm gonna look like the MVP. Oh. 6'5, standing real tall, getting the end zone, handing the kids the ball. Oh. He try to say he can't do that. Come on. Man, where they do that? They Come on, just. Nate.
1: Give me something, Please Nate. Stop hating. I'm spitting
2: these bars in. You anticipating. Just Let's relate go. to the game. Don't relate to the lames. Just oh. keep doing your thing. Bang, bang. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. it off like that. Bang, yeah. bang. That's for the thugs. Let's listen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. I did yeah. Oh, for yeah. the thugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, man, let's talk about off the field, man, because we could talk about on the field um, man, all you know, this whole long. time. So, uh, you know, before you answer, so I know the new, you know, line for my line, the podcast slash T-O t-shirt line, we got the M-Y-A shirts and the and the triple D shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: right, right. You know I'm saying? I'm going to just take my
2: little 15%. Ready. You go ahead and take the rest. All right. Mike, you cut out because you didn't come yeah, up with none of the ideas. Yeah, Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all that. Um, but what do you got going on now? Just talk about being out here in Los Angeles. Uh, what's in the future?
0: Uh I mean, I mean, I think everybody knows that, you know, I've always kept myself in in shape and uh I should be somewhat involved in some fitness something. Yeah. Uh so I, I have a, a product coming out with the uh, with a buddy of mine. It's called Body Board X. It's a, it's a board with some resistant bands uh, that's man. gonna target your core. Mm-hmm. And you put them.
1: me on to the resistance bands, and you don't even know you did it. He was she doing them nice. in like for real. Just watching. I ain't even know, huh? Way before even that. No, I saw you. you so, even I saw you do an interview about it, bro. And I bought me bands. I carry them with me everywhere I go, bro. Oh yeah, man, appreciate it, you, dog. Yeah, so, okay. so, so,
0: so so explain so the body board. board. Yeah, body so, board. And there's a little attachment that you 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 add to the board, and it really creates a lot of instability once you get on the board mm. so there's going to be a so lot of exercise got to activate that yeah thing. it's going to it's going to Naturally, do it, yeah. and then you can add the the resistant bands and, and create monster workouts. When and can then, we be expecting this? Program? Uh, hopefully, I mean, it's in the it's in the works right now. Gotcha. So I'm w- w- waiting on my guy to, to to get all the business stuff handled. Uh, but most importantly, and most passionately, that I've been working on probably like the, almost a year now is uh my my, my fashion line, my clothing line, yeah. and the, it's called Prototype Eighty One. Familiar okay. with it? I saw it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's what I uh, that that's 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 my passion at the moment. So what type of clothes. It's gonna be. It? It's it's called athletic. I think a lot of that's mm. where a lot of the fitness clothes and uh, fashion is going now is the athleisure wear. And so what that is, it has an athletic look. Uh, it's casual. It's comfy. Mm. Um, but yet fashion forward It's mm. something where especially it's men's and women's. Yeah. Uh, something that you may possibly could wear to the gym, but you could also wear it out. You can go day shopping. Right. You can wear it, you know, wear it to the go airport. Meet, meet some travel. friends for drinks. And right. Absolutely. Yeah. And not really feel out of place. Yeah. Um, so it's it's gonna be real, real real casual, real fashion forward. So that's what I'm doing
2: right now. That's man. what's up, man. Uh, you got that out right now. Available? It's in the process. In so and I'm learning everything behind you, the scenes. I'm, you've exactly. been working. I'm going in the fabric stores. I'm okay. Hands on with it. I, exactly. I, I, I've been
0: seeing stuff Knowing online. The difference between you know
2: PK fabric. is. Two yeah. way. Okay. Uh, Four way. Price points. Exactly. And what you
0: buy it for. What you sell it Please, for. Please. All, that. I know all, all of that, it, man. man. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah it, it's uh yeah thats
2: what's spandex
0: up. rayon tri blends I mean so yeah man that's that's what I what I'm doing now so oh, oh trust me
2: it's coming Bef- before, before we, we let you go <laughs> I I want to know what was your coolest celebrity moment probably meeting Michael Jordan mm.
0: and I remember
2: exactly where I was but you were there. sponsored by Jordan yeah at one point in
0: time yeah after that I didn't know um after meeting him um, I think I can't remember what the year was, but it was when the All Star uh, game was in Atlanta, mm. and I remember I think it may have been uh, Key Sweat's Club at the time, and I'm talking about everybody was trying to get in this club. Uh, I mean, it was dark in there, so I I had no idea where I was, and so I'm I'm in in the vicinity. And they said, man, that's Michael Jordan. So so I went over and I introduced myself. And I'm like, hey, how you doing, Mike? This is terrible. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, he, you know, Mike is
2: super friendly. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, man, I know who you are. How would that make like, you feel when Mike said that? Dude, <laughs> that might have been what took my game to yeah. another level. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know it. I feel you, though. Sometimes no, you meet a celebrity, they know oh, you. It's the best feeling No, in the this is
0: Michael Jordan. Like, at the height of his bro.
2: That's dope. Michael Michael Jordan? Michael Air Jordan? For real? Or Air
0: Michael feel Jordan? feel like I have a little kid when, when you say that. Oh, man. To, for him to say, I already know who you are? Mm. Bro. It solidified mm. who you Dude, are. I, I probably levitated off the ground <laughs> and, and didn't <laughs> even know it, bro. Because literally, like, for me, dawg, that, I was like, wow. Like, I played it cool, but when I went home, man, I told my mom, I was like, I met Michael Jordan. Mm. And I told him this whole describing, and I'm like, he said he knew who I was mm. already. So for me, dude, that was like a step a step in the direction of I had kind of arrived.
2: Yeah. In yeah. a yeah.
0: sense. For somebody like Michael Jordan to say he already
2: knew you, Ooh. dude, that's it crazy. was it was it was unreal. That's, my, that's what's up. Hey T D, what's up, what you got?
1: Fun little story. ATL is where I'm from. I actually played in the same gym you did back in the day at a crunch playing hoops. Baby. Oh man! <laughs> oh, right there, in Buckhead, <laughs> yep. all
2: day long. Small world. It, oh, he—I he, was about to say, did he give you some buckets? I mean, you um, brought up the story. Le- like
1: he was leaving. when my my team got on. So oh, you ran him off the court. Is what you said? We won the next four or five games. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, but right, but the thing leaving, is,
0: though. you want me to tell you something interesting about me in my career, and, I, and the thing is, it's like I feel like knowing what I what I'm about to tell you. Like if I would have really focused on it, dude, there's no telling. What my career would have been like, but the first eight years, bro, I never ran a route in the off season. What? what? Not one.
1: You just did speed training, or, or I didn't even do weights.
0: speed training. All I did was lift weights and play basketball.
2: That's all I did. Play basketball. That's
1: how you. You stay know the.
0: Shape.
2: You know. That's how I love basketball. Still so, to this day. Yeah. What? You feel like you could play in the NBA? Huh? What? I know. I listen. <laughs> we, <what laughs> let, me <laughs> tell, let me finish see, my thought. let see me the finish. Passion, right let go. me finish my
0: thought though. Go ahead. The first time I got on the football field during the offseason was when I went to Philly, and that was where they tried to adopt or really just tell me, okay, we got to have some chemistry with you and Donovan. Yeah. So, I was coming in. Like I said, I, I had gotten signed in the offseason or what have you, so we had some catching up to do. So, they wanted to just kind of hit the field running. So, literally, like, during the offseason, Donovan lived in, in Arizona. He had called up some guys like, yo. Let's go who?" No, no, no. Let's go. Let's work. Oh. On. We were running routes. Was, that There's was my owner. first time. He's like, yo, let's Make get on the football field. Let's. For me, I'm like, huh? But I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll do he it. Does it yeah. So those are some of the things that, like I said, I never did with Steve Young. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. I never did with Jeff Garcia or Elvis Gerbach. Right. <laughs> Remember him? Tim or Tate. The times that the times we got together was in training camp or OTAs. That was the only time that I spent. But in the offseason, that was my first time ever. That was going into my ninth season is when I ran my first route during on the offseason, really practicing. That's really crazy. Developing some chemistry, trying to get some timing down wow. with my quarterback.
2: That I is said, crazy. Oh, man. That's that crazy. makes it even more incredible. That's crazy. In career, I'm telling you.
0: That's, and I thought about that, like, not too long ago. I'm like,
2: I never I never really did that. Hey, listen, we're going to – Hopefully at one point we can get you back here, and we ain't even going to be the host. We're going to have you sit in one of these seats. We're going to be (laughs) off in the cut. You run the show. We can do a (laughs) T.O. part two if you're down, bro. This is an honor. Um, Thank you, man. T.D., give us a beat. We're going to wrap this up, man. It's R&B Podcast. Dang, that was – That was dope, man. I like that. T.O.,
1: that was dope, bro. Hey, oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate oh, man. We it. gotta you get a picture like too before we wrap. Yeah, man. The greatest. Uh, ooh, this is oh. some smooth two step. like oh, some 2 yeah. See that hat? That's right. This.
2: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look like you're in a uh, 90s music video.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Man,
2: it's a wrap. That's what's up, T.O.
1: Hi and hello, everybody. Dave Damashek here. What's happening, Ike? What's happening, Dave? Well, football is what's happening, and the playoffs are nigh. People in Cincinnati are concerned about A.J. McCarron. The Carolina Panthers fans are feeling good about Cam Newton. Maybe they should take a loss before the postseason no, arrives. they though. should keep it going. Let's talk about that, and let's also talk about just how bad Matt Ryan's looked over the last couple months. We're going to do it for you on the Dave Damashek football program. Ike Taylor will bring Maurice Jones-Drew in here, maybe handsome Hank. That and more as we kibitz here in between week 14 and get ready for week 15, the Dave Damashek football program. Make sure you check it out.